0: Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespoke, Oklahoma.
1: Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig Splash Shop out of Oklahoma City.
0: Welcome to this evening's episode of Bespoke, Oklahoma, broadcasting live out of Traditions Leathercraft Studios, 7500 West Reno, Suite 200, you can't miss it, right over by the uh, Outlet Mall in Oklahoma City. Uh, As we have said for the last couple weeks, be sure to check out the finished goods room at Traditions Leathercraft with all of your last minute Christmas shopping needs, um Casey has also splurged on uh way way just all the cowhides all the cowhides. Um he has just gotten he's got over 250 unique cowhide rugs and has just received 150 salt and pepper cowhides. At the everyday price of one ninety nine, which, believe me, is a million times cheaper than you will find anywhere else in the state of Oklahoma. Also, the largest selection in the state of Oklahoma. Um, I do believe that is, uh, that is the specials, that is the dish for Traditions Leathercraft this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for now. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: also, Casey said that on the day or christmas eve he either yeah christmas eve he is closing early he didn't say what time but he will next be friday
0: early. yeah Head into the house gonna enjoy i'm sure a big christmas they have over oh. at the krieger house <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> they have like a hundred kids so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so real quick before we get started i wanted to talk about something that i read about today okay Okay. And it's kind of off-topic of what we usually talk about. Okay, so uh, I'll introduce our guest real quick, Brittany Jacobs of
2: yeah.
1: Moth Metal Wing.
2: Moth Wing Metalworks. Moth Wing, yeah. It's a mouthful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, so I might tell a story real quick. Okay. So I read today that, you know, um hell, I forgot his first name? Chad Kroger oh, from Nickelback.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Did you know for the last, like, 20 years... He's been playing uh, in nativity scenes.
0: What?
1: And every yeah. Every every <laughs> year he plays a different character, right? He's played Baby Jesus. He's even played the Animals. But this year he's not doing it. You know why? Why? He couldn't make it as a wise man.
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, where is this coming? That is funny. Right, that's my dad
1: joke of episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so, Brittany.
2: Chambers. Yes, that's me. Again, what
1: was your business name?
2: Mothwing Metalworks. Mothwing
1: Metalworks. Yes. <laughs> How did you come up with that name?
2: Oh man, I have loved moths like my whole life, mm. and I actually spent like three solid weeks trying to come up with an idea. And a friend of mine had bought me a like preserved um, atlas moth, and it mm. hangs on my wall in the living room. And it just kind of hit me. And I was like, moth wing, moth wing, metal works. And I was like, so done. And in hindsight, I'm like, it could have been a little shorter, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, and that's for that's sure. Awesome.
1: <laughs> how long have you been doing the metal work?
2: So I first learned when I was in college, like 10 years ago. So it's kind of hard. It's like, how long have I had the skills? Over 10 years, how long have I been in business? About uh, At the end of 2017, beginning of 2018 is when I like, established my business name. So, So are you doing it full-time? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Uh, 2020 kind of, like, taught me, like, do it, you know.
0: Just do it. So, I did, yeah. Yeah. I I think
1: 2020
2: made a lot of people do it. Yeah, you're right, and I have to say, like, thankfully, my, I wouldn't have been able to do it. My husband got a good promotion, Mm. and so that kind of, like, relieved my financial, like, responsibilities in the house, and so that was a big, like, push for me to be able to do it but yeah I've been on my own since September 2020
1: now so that's awesome that that's kind of the way I started doing it Mm full-time in 2019 um I mean I didn't have to worry about pandemic right but uh (laughs) my wife got a promotion and the place I was working at really pissed me off Uh one day (laughs) and I was just venting to her about it she was like quit
2: nice I was like what I love that really
1: (laughs) and we went and had hideaway pizza and I started stressing 24-7. Right, of course, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Working um, more. All day, every day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what all kind of jewelry do you make?
2: Um, Everything is sterling silver. I use a lot of turquoise. Um, I use a lot of like onyx, obsidian, black stones, mm-hmm. pyrite, which is full of gold. So it's kind of that dark goldish color. Um mm-hmm. But I make really heavy stuff. It's funny. I actually listened to your episode uh, with Heather Mm -hmm. um, Heather Louise Jewelry today because I like hype myself up for this because I'm a a real introvert. So I was like, I got to be ready. Um, And, you know, it's funny that you were talking about how what she makes is real dainty and nice. And I'm like, I'm the polar opposite of Mm -hmm. that. I make everything heavy and, you know, chunky. And so that's
0: just kind of what I do, I guess. I like your stuff because it's like the... Like the ring that I'm wearing to the bar, just in case, you know. (laughs) Like somebody's gonna have a scorpion shape in their head if if anything goes down, (laughs) you know. I mean, yeah. 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 Are you? Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I love the style, though. You know, the style's kind of reminiscent of a lot of the vintage turquoise that you see. The big bulky pieces of still water with or still water, the big bulky bulky pieces of silver uh you can tell where i did most of my bar hopping days right uh same, still are <laughs> but uh, but uh you know like i said very reminiscent of the the vintage uh silver and turquoise jewelry with the big rocks and the mm-hmm. big plates of of silver i love it
2: thank you
1: now do you take custom orders or you do you just make what you want to
2: make and i'm very particular about customs because what i've learned i'm an artist first and foremost mm. like this how I learned how to make jewelry was in art school. Um, And so when it comes to custom work, it has to be something I, someone that I really vibe with. I can't, you know, I've had a lot of people approach me with ideas that are really not my style. And it was really hard at first to turn people away because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want you to be mad at me, but (laughs) I just think, you know, there's the right person for each job. And Mm so I'm very particular about customs, and I also find that my creativity kind of lacks when I'm doing something for someone else, whereas mm-hmm. doing it for myself, so yeah. I just have to be really particular.
1: <laughs> yeah, my favorite customers are the ones that, are like, just, do I, I like this color, yeah. I want this animal, you go Me with too. it. Me too, yeah. Those are the, the
2: yeah. best customers. I agree, <laughs> completely.
1: <laughs> now, how do you get the the scorpion molded like that? I mean, okay, so if I buy sleeper, those. Oh, you, yeah. you just
2: buy it? I buy the <laughs> bugs. Um. So it's cast. um, And casting is a whole thing. And at the beginning of this, I really thought, oh, I want to get into the casting too. I want to cut my own stones. And I've realized over time, there's already people that are doing that. I don't need to reinvent that. You know, there's other artists out there and that's what they're selling. So why not support them, you know, to support myself too. So I buy those. Um, I do dabble a little bit with some sand casting work at home, but it's usually really basic, Mm -hmm. um, like rings or some skulls, things like that, but
1: yeah. So you just buy, like you, you, is the whole
0: pendant?
2: No, just the scorpion. So the the scorpion scorpion. is soldered on to that. So everything else I made, I just, the scorpion I didn't make.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. And you get the pre-cut stones as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, stone cutting, the equipment is so expensive. And again, messy. it's like, it's messy. I'm in a really tiny room in my house. I just, and I feel like I would waste too much time worrying about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, again, let somebody else who's already doing it handle that <laughs> <Do> for me. <fine. it. laughs>
1: <laughs> do you do any shows or are you mainly online?
2: Mostly online sales. I started getting into that. Uh, I did Plaza Fest in 2019 Hmm. and then you know 2020 happened and there weren't shows anymore and then 2021 has been kind of weird too so eventually yes but it's really hard for me to keep up with inventory Hmm. um to have that much and still get my bills paid every month you know what I mean so it's kind (laughs) of like again just a balance that I haven't quite figured out yet I tell people all the time I'm winging it like I don't (laughs) have a plan this is just all I'm just like flying by the seat of my pants so (laughs) You know, I like one-day shows like Plaza Fest. There's a lot of people, but it's not overwhelmingly huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like three days, that that scares me a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have I've got uh, one of our leather workers trying to confess me to do uh, Affair of the Heart. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it's, it's, it, it's expensive. It's yeah. three days. And yeah. You have, to have a bunch So of much, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, just the <clears throat> financial commitment to have the inventory alone is like, No, (laughs) no, thanks.
1: (laughs) Now, uh, what all do you make? Um, I don't remember if I asked yet.
2: mm -mm, No, basically anything. I mean, I make mostly rings. I don't make a ton of necklaces. For some reason, they're my least favorite thing to make. Mm -hmm. Um, But I make a lot of rings, a lot of cuffs. I've really gotten heavily into earrings lately. Um, And I really, really like making them. Bolos are my favorite thing for Mm -hmm. whatever reason to make. Um, they're not because bolos are
0: cool, they mm-hmm. are,
2: and it's funny because I'll make one and then it won't sell for a year, but oh, then yeah. I just wear it, you know. Like, I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, I make things that I want to wear that way. If no one ever buys it, like, at least I have something out of it, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think rings are probably I make the most rings out of anything.
1: What's your favorite to make?
2: Bolos oh yeah you
1: said that Sorry. yeah
2: I don't know why I don't it's weird I don't know why but they're my favorite
1: they're really cool and I used to have one I don't even remember what was on it when I was young and mm-hmm. I would always wear it around like t-shirts yeah was yeah necklace. yeah exactly I was for. right
0: <laughs> well
2: now they're total they're back in mm-hmm. it's the strangest thing I didn't make one for a really long time and I think it was a couple years ago, I actually had a family friend that my dad wanted me to make one for him. Mm-hmm. And that was my first one. And I would avoided it. I thought it was going to be hard to make mm-hmm. because the, you know, the mechanism on the back seems like it would be complicated. And it's totally not hmm. complicated at all. It's just a figure eight. Oh. So, yeah. Do you do the leather? Oh, I buy the leather. Oh, you buy yeah. the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, somebody else has got it down.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea because, you know, you kind of think about it from I'm thinking about it from a leather crafting perspective and you know it's like me tanning my own hides like hey, nobody got time for that somebody else is already doing a really good job of it I just need the product to create the piece so I I definitely get that
2: well in the trial and error to to figure it out I'm like I just don't yeah whatever somebody else can do it (laughs) (laughs)
0: So do you buy bulk stones and then kind of like model your piece from the stone? What's your process with the stones? It's
2: really organic. Um, I buy what I like on usually on Instagram, occasionally on Etsy. Sometimes uh, we have a gym and mineral show that comes through Oklahoma City once a year and I'll go to that and kind of try to stock up. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's various different ways that I get the stones, but they just kind of sit in my little drawers until one day I pull it out and I, I don't really have a plan for anything until I set it <laughs> on my bench and I kind of just figure it out as I go.
1: So you're basically collecting rocks. Yes. Until you're
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I have so many, so many rocks. <laughs>
0: Professional rock collector and jewelry, jewelry maker, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> my, my so do you do girl. your own silver work? with like the cuffs do you make the rings and the cuffs and like the earring hoops and stuff
2: yeah yeah I do all that um usually with like either wire or with sheet silver Mhm. so it starts flat and then I have to bend it
0: right okay then... and you said you're in a room in your house yeah how does that how does that idea. worked out um it's noisy uh
2: Thankfully, um, my husband doesn't also work from home uh, most of the time anyway, so he doesn't have to listen to me hammering, but I have a ventilation set up and a, you know, a, um, a fire extinguisher in case of any <laughs> emergencies, but I just have a TV and a couple workbenches in there, and, you know, I just, I don't know, I make it work somehow.
1: <laughs> is it, uh, <clears throat> I imagine it is a lot of stamping and hitting.
2: Yeah, I don't do a ton of stamping, but there's a lot of hammering. Is involved, that yeah.
1: Kind of how you got that design on the scorpion, or on the, the on texture, the border?
2: Oh, um, so that's a piece of triangle wire that I had to yeah form to be the correct shape. Oh well,
1: wait, I mean, on the inside. Of oh, it, that's, that's
2: so that's chain. Was
1: oh, that an actual chain? Yeah,
2: it's chain that's soldered down. Oh,
1: I use a cool.
2: I use a lot of chain as surrounding stones.
1: I'm sorry for everybody else that can't see it. Yeah, but it
2: looks. <laughs> well, awesome, you just more have honest. to
0: check. You'll just have to check out her Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I've posted and... this
2: a lot because I'm really proud of it. So.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so is there something that you haven't made yet that is like the big thing that you want to make, but you just haven't? There's a few it? things.
2: Um, I've only recently started dabbling in. So my ears are stretched. Oh. So I made these for myself last year, but I don't have a lot of fancy tools. My studio is pretty primitive. Um, Mm -hmm. I finally got a tool that will enable me to make these more easily. When I made these, I had to like form the metal on an anvil and it was really super tedious to get them the correct shape. Um, But I'm going to start making some earrings for stretched ears more.
1: Now, is that completely solid or is that? No, it's
2: hollow on the back. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it just has a front with a stone on it.
0: That to make cool. it more lightweight yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was
2: solid and also with silver if you enclose something mm. you have to have a hole for the gas to escape whenever you're soldering or it can explode so it's just oh. easier to leave the back open makes sense yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> that's
1: actually a cool idea I wonder if...
2: yeah. yeah yeah so i got a tool recently from pepe tools down here um that i think will help make it a lot easier for me to make those so <laughs> That's my big plan, that in wallet chains. I have people ask me for wallet chains all the time. (laughs) And chain is just really tedious to make. Like, this is a huge chain. This is actually my husband's, but we call it our house bracelet. um, (laughs) Because he made it for himself, and I really like it. And it's just a lot of silver and a lot of work. So I just wear it sometimes. (laughs) Does he do the silver work, too? No, he He, he wanted this. He wanted one, and I said... Okay, come make it. I'm not doing it for you, and he did. He did it all. So, I mean, he works on cars, so he has a lot of welding experience. Oh, He's grassy. a welding instructor, actually. So, oh, cool. so it's pretty comes pretty naturally to him.
1: Hmm. And you mentioned you said Pepe Tools. Uh-huh. Is that is it mainly silversmith tools or?
2: Yeah, mostly. <clears throat> I mean, metal smithing tools in general. There's a lot of really like high end jeweler tools that they make and sell that I don't even know anything about, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, they make like rolling mills and um, various other tools. But my brother-in-law actually works there, so um, yeah, yeah. Do you get a little bit of discount? Maybe, no, maybe. Me. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm curious as to how you get started on this because this is, I mean, what you're doing is a pretty decent undertaking. You said you kind of got into it in college a little bit,
2: yeah. Yeah, so I was an art student and my emphasis was actually um, photography, but it was like darkroom, like film, photography, which is like, why was I studying that? I don't know, no one even does that anymore, but I loved it. And I think I loved it because it was more procedural than creative. It's more like follow the steps, use your skills, and then something cool comes out of it. And uh, like, I've been an artist my whole life. But I never really—I always felt like an imposter. Like mm. I'm not really creative, but I have this skill set, and it was always kind of a weird thing that I couldn't figure out. Um, and so I had to take an elective in the summer at UCO, and I took a metal smithing class. And I like to tell a story. I had said to everyone, "I will never take a jewelry class because I heard of them hammering all the time." and they were so noisy, and I was like, I will, it just drives me crazy, Mm. but I needed an elective, and so I took it, and I just, like, fell in love with it, totally switched, like, my focus to doing metal work, Um, Mm. so yeah, like, it just kind of fell in my lap, honestly.
1: That's really cool. Yeah. Real quick, Mm Satra, you you said you did the photography, uh, the darkroom photography. Uh Did you ever do the color Photography or just black and white?
2: It was black and white. We did some cyanotype stuff, like sun um, outside with blue, but yeah. it was never color, like color film.
1: Yeah, It was always. I, I did it, did photography in high school. Yeah. We had a dark room in, in Moore, mm-hmm. and I can still smell <sighs> that dark room.
2: I miss it. I loved it. It was, like, therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that earlier today. Like, I really wish that was still a thing you yeah.
1: could do but you now, know now it's on our phones and right, right exactly
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: Exactly. <laughs> so um i of course like extensively creeped your instagram because <laughs> if i could make any mother- money doing leather work i would so buy at least a couple pieces <laughs> um but uh i'm curious i, I see that you ride bikes gal after mm-hmm. my own heart and uh <laughs> and i saw in your bio that you mentioned Slamerican American made. So I don't know why, but I'm like totally obsessed with yellow wolf. Like, Oh
2: really?
0: <laughs> he's just this like enigmatic yeah. kind of like, I don't, I don't know. He just enthralls me. And, yeah. and, uh, and the style that like grungy Western yeah. biker thing. I love it. So what, uh, what association do you have there? Where does that Slamerican American made come in?
2: So, uh, I've been a fan of his since like 2009 or something like since the beginning, and he does a motorcycle run. It's like a mini tour where he has concerts, but fans or anyone can come ride their bikes with him to the shows. So it's like four different nights, and uh, my husband and I, he was here because he, I don't, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Hicks Design in the closet. Yeah. They, they did a lot of work with him many years ago um and he was actually in Oklahoma City on his bike and we had our bike out and ran into him in the Plaza District and uh conveniently ran into him you know like Uh (laughs) he convinced us to go do this this motorcycle ride it's called Devil's Pass and we did that and we've now done three years of that and so at the end of 2019 um I gifted him a cuff just to say like hey thank you because this group of people that we ride with are like our second family you Mm -hmm. know um, and I kind of like, he collects really incredible jewelry and I was like, it'll probably get thrown in a drawer. I'll never see it again, but I just wanted to tell him, thank you. And he ended up wearing it like all the time for the last two years. And, uh, he, he, they, they sell my jewelry in his store oh, cool. because of that. So that's like, awesome. Where from. Yeah. We're working on some like behind the scenes stuff that COVID kind of. You know, disrupted ruin. yeah so No.
1: who who is he
2: he is a rapper it's hard for me to say rapper he's a musician um out of nashville okay. um and he's made hip-hop music he's actually shifting to more rock and roll but um he rides harley's it's just hmm. it's a this subculture that i just really strongly identify with you know um, look at, look at, look that up, yeah his music's really interesting it's mm-hmm. he's heavily influenced by classic rock he has a lot of kind of country outlaw country type stuff. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's very like
0: Hank the Third kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's really
2: hard to describe. Yeah. Yeah. Does, so. <laughs> yeah, but his brand is American, and so yeah, I work with them. Yellow Wolf. Y e l a, w o l f.
0: Yeah. So he. That's that's part of uh, actually Hicks. We're slated to have on the show here soon, I think. Oh good. Um and and that's part of what got me into Hicks. I I don't remember when he did the collab with Yellow Wolf, but I was like all I mean, I was all about Yellow Wolf there for a while. And that's how I got introduced to Hicks designs was he did those uh duffel bags and some of the Mm -hmm. other stuff. Yeah, and I
2: think they actually built out his whole store. They were in a uh, A building that's owned by Mike Wolf of American Picker and Hicks Design. So it's an old brick building and Hicks Design came in and did all the like iron and steel work. I don't really know what the connection is with that, but they did a lot of his wallets and wallet chains and stuff for a while. So...
0: Yeah. but the point is is that he wore your cuff for years oh so. yeah
2: yeah and i actually just sent him a bolo recently i haven't heard anything sweet he, he's kind of a hard like i talked to his manager a lot but he i don't talk to him all that often um and he, unless he's on social media and he's not right now so but yeah it's just i don't know it's where a lot of my business comes from it's where a lot of my social media following comes from um it's still American, so i'm super grateful That's awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So do you guys do – because bike rallies are a huge, huge opportunity for, like, yeah. vendor stuff. Have you thought about doing some some bike rallies and things?
2: You know, that's a hard thing because – Because those are
0: long – that's true. Those are longer type events. Too. They are.
2: And generally, the stuff that you buy there is, like, mass-produced cast stainless steel rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an interesting, like – I'm. I ride a bike, but I don't consider myself, like, a biker – like the biker culture is different. Yeah, I, it's just a it's a hard. I don't know. Unless you're in it, it's really hard to like get the difference between riding a motorcycle and being a biker. But um, I've thought about some of the chopper shows that are in Texas because they're usually more laid back. But really big rallies. I actually had the opportunity to go to Sturgis this year. Um, there's an organization called Real Deal Revolution, and they do um, they basically teach women skills, um, welding, paint, pinstriping, um, stuff like that. And so I actually in May this year did a uh, thing at the women's moto show where I did three days of classes, like stamping classes. And so people just came by and could stamp. We just had like keychains and it's just kind of a brief intro to metalworking. And so I actually had the opportunity to go to Sturgis and do that with them, but it was too much. I couldn't, I couldn't do it this year. So maybe sometime soon, but.
0: That's a long haul.
2: It is. And yeah, and my husband started a new job and we'd have to take a whole truck and trailer. It'd be a whole thing. And I just, yeah, maybe next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think playing on eventually like teaching classes here and closer?
2: You know, I don't know. I don't, f- the hard part is I have to really balance my, ability to still harness my creativity Mm. versus, you know, that type of thing. Until I'm not working in my house, that will never be an option. My studio is too small for two people. (laughs) True. Um, But um, I kind of think around the idea of getting a a studio space where I can also do retail. Mm. But that's, like, far down the road. And maybe maybe if I get to that point, I could host a class here and there. But, again, I'm an introvert. I kind of like just being by myself, (laughs) like – with my dogs working all day like i really enjoy that so that,
1: that's how i, use, I i'm kind of like that yeah but also at the same time like i'm like half and half into oh, like yes, i don't know
2: what that was that was creepy <laughs> <laughs> my watch i guess is talking sorry
0: <laughs>
1: I, i'm like half and half like i'll be completely fine working in my shop all day all week mm-hmm. but like at least every Wednesday, it's like I have to come up here, yeah. whether I'm interviewing somebody in person mm-hmm. or it's just a call in. Like I, yeah. If I'm not sick, I'm, not, I'm up right. here because I need a little bit of something time. to get you out.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't have that. <laughs> I wish I did, but no, I will just go weeks without leaving the house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I guess I should just I, I should do something. <laughs> like See, I
0: have a good excuse to not leave the house very often, so I just get to get involved in leather work. And I never do it by myself because Charlie likes to bounce and, and watch <laughs> yeah. me work. So you know, he he makes progress a little slow, but we manage. <laughs> So you said you source a lot of your stone, you know, a a lot of your different items. How did you kind of go through the process of finding those resources and finding those dealers? Honestly,
2: gosh, it's been so long. I feel like at the beginning, I just started searching like hashtag turquoise on Instagram (laughs) and I would just find people that I liked what they were doing. Um, I wish that there were another way because Instagram stone sales like get my blood boiling a little bit. Sometimes <laughs> like it's super competitive, especially trying to buy like lightning bolts. Um, people always want me to make lightning bolt jewelry. So I always have to be buying lightning bolts. while well, so many other people are trying to also buy them. So it's like, you don't even have time to see what something costs and you have to be like me. I want this, and then some. I've I've claimed things, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so expensive, but I can't back out now. So, but also on Instagram, if you are a jewelry page, like people selling stones will find you. It's, oh, nice! It's like most of them are from overseas, and they just spam your your inbox, and I just have to block them immediately. But um, even even people in the U S like they will find you if you're there. So so are they yeah. doing like
0: an auction style thing or is it just like, Hey, this dropped get to the website immediately. A
2: lot of them just do. It's like an Instagram auction. They post it. Oh. And the first person to say me or mine gets it. And wow. if you don't, if you back out of it, like you're blacklisted, <laughs> you oh, don't, <laughs> you don't get to buy from them again. Like it's, it's pretty cutthroat honestly. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's brutal.
2: <laughs> it really is. Like last week, there are these really pretty bolts that I, I bought a couple of them last month and it was a synthetic stone. I didn't really think people would be that into it, but I bought a couple cause they are pretty. And then like everyone I know is like, I need that. I need that bolt. While well, I went to the stone seller uh, last week, he posted on his Instagram or on his website and he's like, Hey, this is live. Like I have post notifications turned on. I get there. I add them to my card, I go to check out, and they had already sold like out from under me. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> But I mean, it is what it is. Like,
1: that is
2: crazy. Yeah, I, found yeah, I would have never known on Facebook that I really like that mm. it's not that competitive. So they're like my secret people that I don't tell anybody.
0: About. <laughs> <laughs> don't even ask. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I
0: would have never thought it was that competitive.
2: It's crazy. I don't. I. It didn't used to be. Mm. There is a. There are so many people in the silversmithing community now. Mm. That and a lot of people are making the same type of stuff that i think that it just they get funneled to one page mm. it's tough
1: <laughs> have you i don't know if there's this kind of issue in that genre of work but i've like found that like a boutique or a uh i can't think of the word now uh, a manufacturer has taken one of your designs
2: not <laughs> anyone no um individuals yes uh, but nobody big mm. nobody that i could i mean and there's not really anything you can do yeah um i've actually talked to an attorney about it like what are the steps i can take to protect my intellectual property but social media is makes it it's just a gray it's all gray no one really knows mm. unless you're copywritten and trademarked there's not really anything you can do right so you got to take your losses and run with it i guess
1: uh, i think uh <clears throat> Cheyenne from a couple of episodes ago she's a bead worker mm-hmm. I believe she said that she tried to trademark Is that right Melissa she tried to trademark yeah one of the she, designs.
0: she looked into the trademark of the uh the wedding bouquet wraps, oh, the, uh, <laughs> bouquet
1: oh, wraps uh-huh. and it was like expensive just to do that it's
2: thousands of dollars yeah just to apply and you don't know if you're going to get it or not um, and there are attorneys like you can pay to do it for you mm-hmm um dud connington is one here in downtown oklahoma city and that's who i've talked to and they're really good and he told me like you know i can handle it for you if you want me to but i'm like i just don't have the disposable you know yeah. money to do that i'm not big enough yet that i feel like it's that there's just a couple people that i'm like i have to deal with but it's whatever so there's no
0: guarantee that you'll be granted even <laughs> after you pay the money i don't think so Oh, geez. I,
2: I, I could be mistaken. I haven't looked at that far. Once I saw the price, I think I just stopped looking. Yeah, I was like, no.
0: Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because I think you could be trying to trademark something that not technically someone else already yet. did, you know, and you may not know about it.
0: Well, and that's like, you know, that's the tough part with it all being art and really just like a craft. Right. Is You know, theoretically, two people could organically come up with the exact same design, and who's to say who has ownership of that? So, it's definitely tough as makers, and we've talked about that a lot on this show because that's a common, common issue with makers: is you get like that that one like ringer that just Mm
2: -hmm. that
0: one banger that you just do great with, and especially in the leather community, there have been a lot of people who there's a there's a group the leather worker leatherwork patterns, is that what it's called, Dustin? Yeah, uh, that's one of them, there's several that's, of them. Yeah, there's a couple of big pages, and people, people complain all the time of, of kind of the overseas manufacturers mm-hmm. getting a hold of a design, and there's just no way you could compete, can compete financially. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, it's, it's definitely tough, but... I don't know. Maybe we could say that it pushes us to innovate. I don't know. <laughs> it really
2: does. Honestly, that's like the silver lining I try to find whenever I see that someone's completely ripped me off. Like my whole shtick. Like not even just a design but the whole everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I just am like, okay, well I'm going to prove that I'm better. That I can yeah. do more than you can. And that's just that's I've got to find... That little bright light somewhere well, <laughs> well since there's nothing you
0: like... can do about it yeah exactly. you kind of have to just say okay well i'm just going to keep kicking ass and exactly
2: to
1: me i'm not 100 worried about like just another leather worker mm-hmm. doing something similar because we all it, i don't know about y'all but for leather workers like i could make a wallet
2: mm-hmm. and then melissa
1: can go and try to recreate it but there's we still there's have a different style yeah and i don't mind too much on that it's just when the boutiques get a the manufacturer, they take a picture mm-hmm. of ours and do
2: exact and an exact yeah. that's
1: that's yeah. where kind of
2: i've definitely seen that happen to other people i think that are larger have a larger social media following mm. um i'm fortunate enough that it hasn't happened to me yet i'm sure it will mm. i think it probably happens to anybody that really is doing it so but I don't yeah what do you do yeah
0: so Brittany is social media your friend (laughs) yeah
2: yeah I mean I wouldn't my business wouldn't exist without it um I kind of hate that that's
0: the that's the way it is (laughs) but
2: but it is the way it is yeah I mean like I said I don't I'm an introvert, so Mm. that's kind of like my... And I think also I've become more introverted as because of business. I've had to do social media so much more. Mm. I think that's kind of led me to like cocoon up a little bit more in real life. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be here without it, so...
1: Uh, Are you on... Do you sell on Etsy as well?
2: No, I... I, My website is um, through Shopify. Oh,
1: yeah, don't go to Etsy.
2: Yes, I've heard too many horror stories of Etsy, and thankfully my mom used to have i was telling you earlier a goat soap business and she was on mm. shopify and that's how i got on it and i love it hmm. so much it makes everything so easy for me so
1: i keep trying to get away from Etsy. yeah but I've, i'm i've been meaning to look into shopify
2: I, it's worth it <clears throat> i couldn't tell you what they charge me right. i have no idea but like the the ease of it all mm. makes it worth it,
0: <laughs> Is it do a- you build your own website on shopify You can
2: build it entirely on your own or they have templates and you plug in whatever you want to the template. Okay. So yeah. And I, I have a little bit, many years ago I used, I did a little bit of website work for some family businesses. So it wasn't all unfamiliar to me Mm. getting used to it. Like there were a few days of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Once you figure it out though, it's so simple, Mm. seamless completely. So
1: so you can have your own website they've already built and added to shopify or
2: i don't really know how that works because i just used one yeah. of the templates that they have but um you know it's not my website isn't Shopify. it's just mothwingmetalworks.com mm-hmm. you know a lot of like the big cartels you have to have dot big cartel.com and i was like my business is so long already i can't have any extra <laughs> on there
0: we don't need more no exactly <laughs> So do you, uh, have you thought of branching out from silver and bringing any any, in any, wow, words are hard tonight. Have <laughs> you thought of bringing, Charlie has not been sleeping and I'm just like losing my mind at this point. Um, have you thought about bringing in any other precious metals, golds or anything like that? Or do you just love silver?
2: Honestly, I really like silver. Um, I love silver so I don't I've never worn gold ever um it's so expensive and it just it doesn't really fit my style of what I make so I don't know that I'll ever venture into that um you know lately I've had several people asking me about making engagement rings and I just tell them like I'm happy to do that as long as we're on the same page. As you're not getting a traditional engagement ring this is going to be i clearly made this you know so but even then, it would still just be silver. Do we'll you post
0: any of your engagement rings on Instagram? I haven't done any yet. <laughs> oh, no? No, I'm
2: actually, I just ordered some stones yesterday to do my first pair um, of matching turquoise. So that's what my, my friend Krista is like a walking billboard of my jewelry. So I'm <laughs> doing that for her. So, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: that's awesome that, you know, you don't like the silver is your thing, yeah. And it's, I feel like if like you got into other metals, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have as much fun, maybe, right? Like because it, it, it's, it's,
2: it's what I'd a like. part of you, yeah, exactly.
1: And that like, makes it a lot better,
2: right? Like when I was in college, I actually didn't really make jewelry; it was metal smithing. So I was making vessels and containers, and you know hinged things and and lots of like and that was a lot of copper and I enjoy working with copper because mm-hmm. copper and silver really behave the same in general um so if I'm ever going to get back into doing like sculptural like non-jewelry non-wearable I'll probably go back to copper but for wearable stuff silver is it for me
1: <laughs> and like you said earlier if it doesn't sell exactly <laughs> that's always a plus
2: yeah definitely How hard hard is it to
1: get those stones set in to where they're not going anywhere? It's not too hard.
2: Um, So there's a a thin piece of silver that goes around it Mm -hmm. that's called your bezel and essentially there's a point on the stone if it's you know curved a little bit Mm -hmm. the bezel just has to touch where the curve starts Mm -hmm. and as long as it touches where the curve starts and you can bend it over you just push it and then you burnish it you I mean, you burnish in leather work, don't you? You yeah. just burnish it with a burnishing tool, and it work hardens the silver, and it holds it in place. Oh,
1: so it's just creased, ba- basically kind of creased on, but burnished.
2: Yeah, oh. kind of, yeah.
1: I thought I thought they would have to be, like, glued and soldered. Oh, no, 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 no.
2: No, hmm. no, I mean, the bezel is soldered down to the back plate, but the stone, I avoid using glue as much as possible. It's kind of a... A purist like no, no, you don't <laughs> use glue. So if you can't get your stone in there. You've done something wrong. <laughs> gonna work with a little bit of fire.
1: So yeah, yeah. Any fumes right. would be yeah. Good, and but... by
2: the and at the end of it, like at the end of that process, when you're setting the stone, you're not going to get it heated up again. But my fear is like if someone were to crack their stone and it crumbles apart, mm-hmm. and then they realize it's glued in.
1: Oh yeah. I'm
2: like that. I would be mortified if that ever happened. So <laughs> I just try to make sure it fits in there snugly.
1: Are there any other things besides jewelry that you make?
2: Um, I'm working on some money clip stuff right now. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, nice. um, I've I, I bought a couple blanks and I was working with those, and now I'm actually going to make them out of silver, um, but I haven't really figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, wallet chains, again, that's kind of that's like yeah. Like, jewelry and functional um, jewelry. yeah exactly <laughs> but no other than that really it's just jewelry you know hmm. I have a lot of containers that I made in college I miss doing that kind of work um
1: when you say containers just like little boxes like or...
2: bowls like you know you start with a flat sheet and you raise it and so hmm. I have a bowl that's like this and it comes up and it just, like petals out on the top kind of like a vase. kind of yeah and nice then bowl. it has a patina on the outside of it so it's like a Green, coppery—you know when copper gets patina it's like really pretty. Um, I miss doing things like that. I actually did um, for Christmas last year. I made my dad a guardian bell for his motorcycle. Cool. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know they're like to keep the road lens away from your bike. Um, he didn't put it on his bike. He was like, "This is too." <laughs> I think he like wears it on his neck or something. I don't know, but I made that for him. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, mostly just jewelry
0: did you what? do any stones in the guardian bale um
2: yeah i put a little tiny turquoise on the outside of it it was made out of brass um, very
0: cool and it
2: made the prettiest little like chime when you rang it, it i was really proud of that
1: <laughs> was that did you put that on your Instagram? i think i did I'll have to go back
2: and i think that. i did yeah hmm.
1: now what is your favorite stones to work with like i know there's a bunch of them
2: but like um i really like whitewater turquoise um sonoran gold turquoise sonoran gold has a lot of green in it so mm. it kind of looks like earth like from space mm. a little bit um and then i like using onyx because it's black and i like um pyrite for whatever reason i've been on a big kick at that lately mm. i've been doing some quartz work people like that it's sort of the woo woo side of it you know well you know people <laughs> crystals and oh i don't the witchy side like respect anybody who you know is into that i did none of it none of it makes sense to me but you know people (laughs) like it so whatever but
1: i I, I really like my favorite of your jewelry is whenever you have the turquoise in it mm -hmm. it always like pops just right with the like the antique finish of your work and it looks really awesome thank you and if I'm in to get something I don't know what to get I don't oh, wear just I don't me wear that ring yeah
2: but, right <laughs> but, I'll, yeah. I can convert you my husband didn't wear any jewelry and now he made this for himself so
1: <laughs> I, I should probably do a bracelet yeah but do you, did you make that one cuff
2: yeah. the... mm-hmm.
1: oh, That's cool
2: they're all dingy because I wear them all the time but
1: I, yeah. I would really wish you could see this Melissa.
0: I do too. That's I funny. do too. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss being in the studio, but uh a an hour and 45 minute drive to Oklahoma City at this yeah. point probably is
2: not very practical. It's it's, it's a like, bit much.
0: I don't know, bad. Nina and Coy rocked it, but Yeah. But they don't have a baby yet, so <laughs> I just blame everything on the baby. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> So, do you uh, does do you patina all of your work? Then I guess I never would have thought that you would change the color of the metal. Is it patinaed?
2: Yes. Yeah, I could never not, um, and I'll even have to do something more patina something more than once because it doesn't get dark enough for me. Um, I like really high contrast, uh, so I use something. It's called. Um, Black Max, it's a chemical. I don't know what's in it. You gotta wear gloves. Like, you don't wanna get it on your skin. Um, but I find that it gets the blackest. Hmm. And liver sulfur is another thing. I know Heather mentioned, when she talked to you guys, liver sulfur, it's too smelly for me to have <laughs> in my little, my little room. I'm like, I can't do it. Um, so I just use a chemical, but I actually tumble my pieces first in a, uh, <clears throat> a tumbling medium that's called Hone and Highlight and it actually gives a matte finish. Hmm. And then I tumble a second time in a steel shot to kind of just brighten it up a little bit. So that's how I get it's not mirror polished, it's not overly polished, but it's also not totally brushed or dull either.
1: No, when you say you tumble it.
2: No, it like, like a rock tumbler.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That yeah. when you said that, that's kind of what I had in my yeah. mind, wasn't like, it? Surely it's not how it but,
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I just put stuff in there and water and soap and let it go.
1: And it just polish it. Mm-hmm. Well kind of it
2: removes polish. the patina on the high spots. And I, mm. I usually do have to go back in with a like an abrasive cloth to kind of if it doesn't get everywhere that I mm. want it to come off, but it does most of the work for me.
1: So that's kind of like how, well, kind of like how we antique leather—we just wipe yeah. the top yeah. off. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. Good. The tumbling is the wipe. Hmm. <laughs> I
1: wish we could tumble leather. Right.
0: It, wouldn't that it. be so much easier? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Tumble it's kind of neat to. Yeah
0: it's kind of neat to find out all of the kind of similarities and processes between all the crafts. Cause you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked to a lot of different crafts people and there's a lot of, there's a lot of processes that are, are similar amongst yeah. all the crafts. Especially
2: when it comes to like stamping yeah. metal. Yeah. It's so yeah. similar to leather. Um, I don't do a whole lot of stamping, but it's very similar.
1: Yeah. I think uh, actually when Heather left after we, Recorders. She grabbed a couple of leather tools because oh, she was gonna try it on. Yeah, the, her metal. I don't know if she. I never checked in to see if she tried it or not. But.
2: It, it. They mm-hmm. will eventually wear down mm-hmm. because I have done that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, I worked for another jewelry maker, and they had a lot of leather stamps in their tool arsenal. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't know at the time, but it, they would bend them or whatever because they're not. Um,
0: What's they're the not word? as strong yeah they're
2: not uh tempered. the tensile tempered strength they're not tempered yeah
0: oh tempered there you go mm-hmm.
1: i'm yeah. pretty sure you have to beat the hell out of it to kind of get the design in it
2: yeah oh yeah absolutely i, I use be- like yep. a three pound drilling hammer
1: Really? oh yeah. wow i'd be too worried to like be sitting there and get it all right and angled
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then as soon as i hit it it jumps and
2: it will i mean <laughs> and that's why the heavier hammer the better in my opinion mm-hmm. um a lot of people use brass hammers and I don't, they're bouncier. And so the drilling hammer, if you hold it just like took way up on it and just like one solid blow, you'll get a good imprint.
1: Did hmm. ever hit your finger?
2: Not with that, thankfully, but <laughs> yeah, I, do, I do hammer my fingers often. Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: great. Um. So do you save, uh, you know, Heather had talked about, um, like, saving shavings and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Is that something that you do, too, and kind of recycle?
2: Yeah, so I actually have, I use a refinery that's out of Chicago or something like that. Um, And they send me buckets, and I just basically put all my scrap in the bucket, and then I FedEx it to them. And then they weigh it, and they cut me a check. um, Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really, I've only had to do it once, but I sent them eight pounds. scrap so it was a lot (laughs) um it was like three years worth of scrap so now Mm -hmm. i that was just a couple months ago so i'm like starting from scratch again i'm (laughs) like that was my like retirement (laughs) but i I kind of tell myself that all the time i'm like with all the silver and all the stones i have in my studio if Mm -hmm. anything ever went bad i'm like i could liquidate (laughs) and retire so okay we're good fine like we're good
1: so how much did did you say eight pounds? It was eight pounds of silver. How much does eight pounds of silver get you
2: after their cut? It was like 2,300 bucks. It really wasn't wow. a ton considering how much I had to buy over the years wow, to I'm get sure. that, but <laughs> to get eight but pounds, still, yeah, you know, just sitting around. So, yeah,
1: I don't know if you can, but do you ever plan on like taking
0: your scraps and trying to milk them
1: down into making stuff?
2: Eventually, yeah. Um,
0: but that'd be more molding, yeah, like casting, right? Casting. Mm-hmm. There so you go. What
2: I, What I do eventually plan to do is have a rolling mill. um, And then I can melt ingots and make sheet Mm. out of scrap. But again, more expensive tools. I can buy sheet again (laughs) if somebody's already got it figured out. It's like, I just, it's good to have that in a pinch if you run out of sheet and you need a certain gauge. Mm. Um, Like, I don't really keep really thick, thick gauges, I have some like 12 and 14 gauge silver that I keep just in case, but if I ever wanted like 10 or anything thicker than that, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a rolling mill and be able to pour an ingot because buying that is a lot of money.
1: <laughs> so liquid, what's an ingot?
2: An ingot is whenever you melt down silver and you just pour it into a bar. Mm-hmm. Basically the bar, the ingot is the bar okay.
1: of silver. You so. just roll it to a rolling mill mm-hmm. and it just flattens it
2: out? Yep. Yeah, you anneal it, heat it up and that, changes the molecules, it aligns Mm -hmm. the molecules to make it more flexible, roll it through and that'll work, harden it a little bit, anneal it again, roll it through until you get to the shape that you want. That's That's really cool. cool. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that actually use that technique to texture their metal. Mm -hmm. You can buy texture plates and they're just really fine textured and if you roll it through, it'll print the texture on the metal, so.
0: Oh, cool. Kind of like embossing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. That's really cool. I mm-hmm. didn't know that was how that Yeah, but rolling mills are a lot. They're expensive. Hmm. So, eventually. <laughs> yeah.
0: We all have a wish list of expensive tools. Right. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: and it's funny, like I said, my studio is really pretty primitive. <laughs> I don't have a lot of expensive things, and it works. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of credit my college for that. Like, we were, you know, we had to use sandpaper. We couldn't use a sanding Dremel. We had to, like use the bare basics Mm. to learn the bare basics and I hated it at the time (laughs) because I knew there was an easier way but now I'm like thank god we had to do that because I now have those abilities to like I don't need all of the fancy equipment stuff
1: so that's kind of how I feel because I just recently got the sewing machine of my dreams Mm -hmm. for leather yeah and I went so many years with just canceling yeah and it sucks right like i hate it right <laughs> but i know how to do it exactly so if i if that machine ever goes down for, you're
2: fine for exactly. whatever reason yeah it'll, i'll be fine yeah
1: but,
0: i think that's the point of pride. Oh, i'll be mad but i'll live yeah oh, exactly yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so Melissa, did you have any more questions
0: no i tell you what i i love it i'm with dustin i i'm gonna have to pick up a piece one of these days mm. thanks guys a bolo. I need a bolo. Girl, okay. I have not had a bolo. I think my sister stole all the bolos, so I don't <laughs> I don't currently have. My family used to have tons of like the old bulky vintage turquoise, and so I've got some rings, but I don't have a bolo anymore, okay. so.
2: I'll get you hooked up.
0: We'll have to do it. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, tell us again your company name and where people can find you.
2: Mothwing Metalworks, and it is mothwingmetalworks.com.
1: And that's instagram
2: facebook instagram
1: everything been, yeah are you on tiktok wait like, that's where I, I think that's where i found you. this is
2: tiktok i'm on tiktok i'm i don't really use it much especially not for business i'll mm. post a stupid video every once in a while but it's not <laughs> i just can't it's too much <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right thank you for coming on yeah
2: thanks you guys for having me yeah, britney thank you for joining
0: us
1: And I already did my dad joke. (laughs) You
0: snuck it in on me early, man.
1: Mm Yeah, I gotta do. I told you. Oh, uh, one thing I want to say real quick. Uh, I'll have more information later. But as we sit here and have been talking, Casey has been helping a a movie person, like a props person, uh, make the back headpiece or the the padded headpiece, the skull cap. And uh, the body harness for a movie for an, for an electric chair. Oh, I think
0: that's so cool. Yeah. Really? I,
1: I, yeah, I asked the lady what the name was, but I completely forgot what it was.
0: Come on. But it's man. being
1: filmed here in Oklahoma.
0: Really? Yeah. And Casey's just, I tell you what, he's so cool. Well, Casey's
1: cool. Casey and D. Cope are out there helping the lady make it i mean they've they've got pieces of copper they have like some lag bolts and this old it's it looks like it's a vintage like you know on the back of a uh, electric chair that pad for the head yeah yeah they're re-wrapping it in leather and it's vintage i guess they're re-wrapping it in leather so the actor doesn't hurt his head when he (laughs) pretends to jolt
0: backwards oh my gosh Cool. That's what I said. Cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for a great podcast, Brittany. Yeah, Yeah,
2: thank you guys for having me again. It's been really fun.
0: And check out Mothwing Metalworks. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Have a good week, everybody, and we will see y'all next week.
0: Bye. Bye. Said it once, say it again How
1: many times I've told ya I know this stuff because I'm from the great
2: state of Oklahoma